0: attention to these guys coming in. Lord Jesus, good morning. Thank you for Monday. Lord, thank you for giving me favor this morning with the technology. I um, just ask you to make things right, as I've made some things wrong this morning with technology. So uh, just ask for your favor and grace as guys are coming in. Um, Lord, we just love you. We thank you for this Monday. Thank you for Mark McConnell's continuous leadership just ask you extra heapings of blessings on him and his family and his relationships and his business. And we give you all the glory in Jesus name. Amen. Mark McConnell. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for leading again.
1: Uh, You're welcome, Jerry. It's always a pleasure. As you know, when you end up leading, you get more out of it because you got to spend some time thinking. And so uh, I ended up doing that this weekend, which was a positive. Praise God for that. And uh, so, uh, what I thought of today to uh, bring everybody some insights, tribe, is um, you know, as we begin our work week, why the struggle? Mm. So, why again are you a Christian? Why have you chosen to subject yourself to a way of life that is so unpopular and so contrary to everything in this world? You know, at moments in life, I say to myself, Oh, good question. Sometimes when my mind is just drifting or there's some worldly pleasure that presents itself in front of me, you know, at that moment I do not feel like I like the fact that I have to resist things around me mm-hmm. that society finds perfect and acceptable. You know, for me, one of those personal struggles for the last 40 years has been uh, food addiction. Uh, my, my father was an alcoholic, so I have never touched that. Uh, but I've substituted food. And so,
0: mm.
1: you know, I have gained two pounds a year for 40 years. And so uh, as I look at my life, if I lasted until I was 90, I'd be about 350 pounds. <laughs> and <laughs> I think I'll just have to roll out of bed and never even have to use my feet. I just roll, you know, it's like, where does it stop? You know? And, uh, and, you know, and you think, well, what's the big deal? Well, yeah. the big deal, you know, society lets you be a food addict. I mean, over a third of our population is obese. But uh, the big the big deal is that God wants to be in control of all of our lives, all aspects of our life, even what we put into our mouth and how much we put into our mouth. So at this, uh, at this moment, you know, the, at the beginning of this work week, I'd like to help us recenter, help us bring us, back to the place that every thought is captive to Christ and help us remember why we have chosen, you know, the narrow path and, and when choosing that narrow path to feel good about it. Mm -hmm. So uh, to help make the point, I'm going to role play for a moment in a conversation that most of you have had with one another or with the other side. Uh, And by the other side, I mean anyone who has not chosen in their heart to be a Christ follower at the moment not yet chosen that yeah so you talk. so you're talking to someone on the other side and they look at you incredulously and say why why do you christians and the bible focus so much on sin why can't you just realize that love is love in any form without all the rules regulations and judgments Mm
0: -hmm.
1: don't you get tired of feeling guilty and bad about yourself all the time because you didn't live up to things You have imposed on yourself and others. When are you going to learn to just live and let live? There really is no such thing as sin or good and evil or truth. It's all relative. And if you could just get that through your head, life would be so much easier and pleasurable for you. Mm -hmm. Now enticing, isn't it? (laughs) And just when you start to fall for it, Back in your mind, a small voice says, yeah, but he lives. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then a smile, a small smile surfaces at the corner of your mouth, and your demeanor changes, and a heart shift happens, and emotionally, you are drawn to him, to God. Mm -hmm. Now, the other side is still standing there looking at you and can't see a thing. But you, inside, are fundamentally changed, and your heart now thinks, What can I do to draw closer to this all-consuming love force inside me? And then you say, not my will, but thine be done. Now, what was it the other side had just said? Oh, yeah, yeah. If you forget about the rules of life, then life would be so much easier and pleasurable for you. But now there are two competing desires in your head, the pleasures of this world and this inner force of eternal love pulling you towards it. So now, which do you choose? The self and the piddly little things around you that give you pleasure for that moment. Or this? Or at this point, we might as well just uh, name it. Or the Holy Spirit. Do you choose the Holy Spirit? Yeah. The other side can't possibly see, have any idea what's going on inside you because the Holy Spirit is not yet in them. They have only one voice inside, the self. So that incredulous look they gave you was really sincere. They have no idea that doing the will of God is not a burden, but the greatest joy of life, because it draws you closer to him. And because of this yearning for God placed in you by his spirit, you are no longer enticed by their appeal to the life of pleasure. Instead, you are pulled toward the light. This little scenario goes on and on in our souls every moment of every day, and we are going to move toward the light or toward the temporal pleasures of the world, depending on what we do. You know, it's not a matter of begrudgingly following a bunch of rules to please God. In the Bible, that's the Old Testament law, and the Apostle Paul spends two-thirds of the New Testament fighting against that mindset. And Paul is not fighting against the rules and regulations, in other words, the will of God. He is fighting against the wrong attitude about the rules and regulations. And in all things, for Christians, Jesus is our example. The entire book of John shows us Jesus in the flesh on earth, saying that he's doing the will of his Father. And then, ultimately, in the Garden of Gethsemane, the climax is hit when he is in so much mental anguish that he is sweating blood, and he wins that internal battle and says, not my will, but thine be done. And then he goes to the cross. So if Jesus can do that, why is it so hard for me to deny myself and take up his cross and follow me? Why is it harder to resist sin?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: For me, the two-way dialogue begins in my mind in in the evening at about nine o'clock when I finally relax and want some me time. So I'm watching something like Monk on TV, something uh, silly and mindless, and uh, that box of chocolates in the kitchen is beckoning me. You know, for you, it might be the pretty lady walking the dog while you're parked at the light on the street or the temptation to just stretch the reimbursable Uh, miles a bit when you're writing down a trip or the urge to just go off on a lazy employee whatever it is at that moment whatever the temptation the self is crushed and sin is resisted not by trying to follow the rules but by being drawn to him to the light and the result of being close to him is that the pleasures of this world start to fade away So again, why are you a Christian? Why have you chosen this morning to subject yourself to a way of life that is so unpopular and contrary to the world? Well, because he lives. I am that I am, and that I am draws you to him, to the light. And the light is so bright that the goal of this life is to get closer and closer to it. And we get closer and closer to him by being like him, by doing his well. And with these thoughts, 1 John 1, 5 through 7 starts to make total sense. It says, This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in him no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while walking in darkness, we do not live according to the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he in the light, we have fellowship with him and one another in the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. So today, clan, moment by moment, I encourage you, choose the light, choose closeness to him over the temporal things of this world. And if you think about it, you can remember why you're a Christian. You can do so with joy.
0: Hmm. Well, that's good, Mark. That's good, Mark. You know, it, the, the, I made a couple notes on this, Mark. That's really, uh, interesting for me this morning to, to process, like if you were going to enter a competition, um, you know, a sporting event of some kind, a race, a game, and you knew that you were going to win at the end, like whatever adversity you go through, you knew at the, at the end of it, you were going to win. Um, that's kind of the way it feels like in my faith this morning is that, that I know the end is that, um, is that i I got to spend eternity with you and with jesus um, and yet I am called to to fight through the adversity and the struggles um, fight fight them you know fight them aggressively and to have joy while i 'm doing it there's so many paradoxes with our faith um, and so it is a it is a struggle uh, and yet we're while we're struggling we 're supposed to right Recognize our hope and have joy mm-hmm. in the process, which is difficult, not to be Pollyanna, but to recognize that you know uh, this too shall pass and it's going to end up good. Um, and that the Holy Spirit's our helper to go along with us on the journey. Um, there's so many maybe, maybe I'm saying the word paradox again. there's so many there's so many paradoxes with this um, in our our faith journey. It is really, really interesting. And I, like you, struggle with uh, consumption. Um, I definitely, um, all my emotions are tied. Happy, sad, boredom are tied to eating. So that's definitely something that I, I need the Holy Spirit's help with um, to work through also. it's good. Um, also, Mark, as I've got you and I've got a captive audience, we, are, we have talked about doing the last Friday of the month doing prayer. And so instead of having one of us lead the PSP, Mark, um, I'm going to ask a few of you guys to, to, uh, to help me pray. Um, so for, I'll be asking for prayer requests, things that we can be praying for during this time, which I'm excited about. Um, so again, I'll send text messages out. And I will apologize for this morning, uh, whatever, however I set up the Zoom call today. I, there was an admit button. I don't know what it sounded like on your all's end, but I'll see if I did something uh, technologically incorrect. So anyway, Mark, I appreciate you leading this morning. Once again, thank you for your leadership. And will you pray uh, pray us into our Monday? Sure, sure. Lord Jesus, we know that you are and that you
1: are the rewarder of those who seek you. And as we go through our day today, allow us each to hear your voice and to follow you Mm -hmm. at the moments when the circumstance around us is shouting something different or at a moment when we forget who we are, let us, let us hear you, Lord, and let that, that voice of yours through your spirit become louder and louder until It drowns out, and your light drowns out. The thing that we know we shouldn't do, but we're tempted to do, Lord, so that we can get close to you. Lord, the goal isn't to be Charles Atlas for me at 60 and have a wonderful body. It's to draw close to you. Yes. And uh, my sin is, it draws me away from you, Lord. Uh, to each person, they know what it is
0: mm-hmm.
1: today. Let them choose you, Lord. Yeah. Let this be a time that they can reflect and choose you in the midst of the waves, the struggles, the power, the 17,000 phone calls and emails
0: yeah. that they would know that you are right next to them.
1: In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Mark. Love you guys. Have a fantastic Monday.